Hello, I'm Dr. Gloria Horsley, and I'm her daughter, Dr. Heidi Horsley. Heidi and I want to welcome you to Open to Hope Conversations, the podcast. We believe that the greatest gift you can give yourself after a loss is hope, using this moment to connect with others who have not only survived, but thrived. So let's get started. Welcome to the Open to Hope Show. I'm your host, Dr. Gloria Horsley, and I have a co-host with me today, Frank Powers. Thank Hello. you, Gloria. And Frank's my partner, and Frank and I are actually writing a book together. Open to Love, <laughs> Fearless <laughs> Dating After 60. That's right. Open to Love, Fearless Dating After 60. So I have a long-term friend that we're going to have on the show today, Frank, and Frank's a psychologist, as am I. And we are going to have Barbara Hopkinson on the show, and she has been a friend for years. Barbara is founder of Butterfly's Journey, a nonprofit for resilience after loss. She does the grief recovery method specialist, and she's a retired IBM executive, and she remains resilient after the loss of three children. Wow, Barbara, her husband and both of her parents. And she's an author and creator of the Faces of Resilience photo shoot. She has an honorary humanitarian doctorate, and she lives near Boston. Barbara, thank you for being on the show today. Fabulous. Thank you for having me, Gloria, and nice to see you again, Frank. I hope people will go to Open to Hope and find Barbara Hopkinson's other shows that we've done and her TV shows where we've talked about the loss of her children, and today we're going to go on to spouse loss and online dating. So um, tell us about you lost your spouse, and uh, then tell us how you got to online dating. Okay. My first experience with online dating was um, uh, after, after my, my first marriage of 30 years fell apart after my 21-year-old son died. And I started online dating. And then it was, that was a positive result because I found my second husband on Match.com. How did you decide to go online and how did that work for you? And what well, were you drawn by? I was over 50 and... Uh, it's not that easy to find people, right, in in bars or <laughs> restaurants or, you know, after after you get out of college, it's a little difficult. But I also had a technology background. I worked in software for 30 years. I worked at IBM for 10 years. And so doing things uh, with a Online technical works, base yeah. were very, it was very yeah. familiar to me. Yeah. It felt like a really natural extension. That's and, a real advantage. It's a real. Yeah. And it, it was fun. Yeah. Because I wasn't afraid of it. It felt comfortable. Oh, um yeah. And you know you have to learn to filter. So I tried a few different things. I think I tried eHarmony. I tried Match. I tried one of the other back then, and I ended up finding um, Jim on Match. Okay. And and it's funny because I could tell he wasn't all that computer literate back then. You started with emails versus texts, and so we'd be emailing and it'd be very short. And I'd kid him about it, but I said it's okay because that particular weekend <laughs> we were talking, my uh, my uh, sink drain was I had to have it all taken apart. I couldn't find the parts. So he actually came with a handyman. Our first day was he showed up with a handyman and fixed my sink. Smart <laughs> man. Smart man. Yeah. So that was a good, that was a good thing. Uh, that's and, a good start. Uh, <laughs> fabulous. And you were with him for how long? 12 and a half years total, but uh, 11, we were married 11 and a half years. Uh-huh. And then he and passed away? He died suddenly of a Widowmaker heart attack. On his way oh, to work, wow. a yes. quarter of a mile from the house. We had tickets for a show that night. Total surprise. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's a real shocker. 
I thought I was ready a couple, probably a little less than two years after. What happened that made you think that's okay, I'm ready to get back in the game again? Well, I was lonely. I'm, a, I'm an extreme extrovert. I really okay. am not that crazy about living alone. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's not, it's not, it's not very good, is it? <laughs> no. And, um, and I just, you know, I wanted love in my life. And to me, I, hey, I met my first, I met my second husband. I thought it would be okay to, to go online again, you know, and it felt comfortable. And I really thought that was the best way to meet people because at least then you get to see something about their profile and their personality and their picture before you actually meet them. Yes. And then there's filtering, right? Because so for a while you talk or text or email and you can figure out whether or not the personality might make sense. And then after a while you talk on the phone and if that goes well, then you might meet in person. You know, there's all these filters, right? So, and then mm -hmm. by then, usually in one or two dates, you can tell in person whether it's no good. So I figured it felt natural to me. I had met my first husband on match. What I didn't realize, and in hindsight, um, I was targeted as a widow. Wow. wow. Tell us so about that. I was targeted by an expert as a widow. I was only on match maybe two weeks. Okay. And... This guy came along, very charming, very handsome, younger than me, um, and I'm high energy. As, uh, Gloria knows she's high energy too. <laughs> right. So, so that felt all yep. natural, right? <laughs> right. Yeah. And um, I just decided, I said, okay, well, you know, again, looking back at it in hindsight, this guy got me to fall in love with him. Mm -hmm. We did several video calls. He was supposedly a half an hour from me. I checked out the address, it existed, but he had this. This is before the scams were so public, mm -hmm. right? So, sure. so he had he had this job he had to go to uh, within a week, and so we didn't meet in person. We just kept talking. Oh, uh, video so way to then, avoid direct contacts. That's one. And of yes, yeah. and so, um, but again, he was. I was talking to him and talking with his kids also. So anyway, bottom line is, with I his found, kids he even had kids. Yeah, come six up. and eight year old kids. Which, oh my uh, gosh. In the long what term, I was expecting to marry this man and raise his kids. I mean, that's how much I fell in love with him. Oh my God. Very charming. Oh. Really knew how to read me and mold himself to be my perfect man. Okay. Wow. And then, of course, he, he asked me, I became the victim of a romance scam. So initially, it was a little bit to help um, his children with a situation. And then it was help a little more because he got hung up with customs or something where he couldn't get back. He thought he was gonna be back with less than three months and then to help him with that. And then the rest of it was was all to get um, the original amount back, which was all promised to be back within 30 days. Mm -hmm. Well, Let long story short, this went on for two years and he disappeared. And Let when I talked to an expert later, mm -hmm. she told me I was the victim of a global crime syndicate out of Nigeria. Oh, really? Very sophisticated, very technical. You know, they do things like taking the sound off of videos and pretending to be somebody else. Looking back on it, what would you tell people to be uh, looking out for? And um, what, what kind of things would you suggest a person do if they have any question whatsoever about whether this is a legitimate person or not? Oh, it, it's, it's hard when you're in the throes of really being lonely and wanting yeah. to have love exactly. to be too skeptical and suspicious because you want it for yourself so badly. So well, you'd also have been successful before. 
Yeah, I'm, yeah, I met my last, my second husband on Match, yes, so I wasn't absolutely. suspicious of this. And the, the publicity was not out yet about scams. Mm -hmm. Now I did, my son did try to stop me part way in. And by then I was hooked and I wasn't listening. Oh. And that's common, people don't listen. So yes. that's why it's hard. You really need to never, first of all, I mean, this is really so obvious, right? Don't give anybody money. Yeah. <laughs> and second of all, um, just find a way to prove it and find a way to meet them in person. And if they're not meeting in person after a reasonable amount of time, you know, be very, very suspicious. Yeah. And unfortunately, what I find is that you don't listen when you're in too deep, especially if what's happening is that you're in love. And I was absolutely in love. Did you date again online? Now yes. So, so I finally got past that. And, and it has lots of ripple effects, actually, that I'm digging out from now. Finally, after a couple more years, because that made me back off, right? Because I would not only felt the grief of losing the love and the betrayal and then the money, you know, and all the ripple effects. I, it took me a couple of years to get back into it. But I, I really think it's the only way to meet people these days, because right. especially after COVID, not only was nobody going anywhere for a couple of years, but people don't meet and talk the way they used to before COVID. You don't just talk to strangers in the way that you used to really That's so much in, in places to meet. So, so um, I decided to go back on, I stay away from match, <laughs> but um, I went on two or three others, uh, eHarmony, um, Silver Singles, and I finally- You met on Silver on, Singles. On Google, that's like one of the best ones for people over 50. I and I tried chemistry.com, that didn't work. Um, my friend Herb, who runs the Widower Support Network, recommended eHarmony. And I tried that a couple of times. It didn't work for me. I met a couple of nice people, but whatever, it didn't work. Anyway, a girlfriend of mine drove me nuts until I went on Bumble. Oh. Bumble is created by women and uh, run by women. And only women can contact men for the first time. You oh. men can't contact a woman. They can express interest, but the woman chooses whether or not to contact them. And then they have a 24 hour time limit. Do you think that works better? It, in my case, it did. So I actually found some people and I set a radius, a 50 mile radius. But this one gentleman, um, Barry from upstate New York, expressed an interest from outside of that. There's a way to do that. And by the way, isn't a four hour drive kind of far? And he, he gave me a charming answer about not putting a distance barometer on the love of a good woman. And uh, he's, a, uh, he's a special forces army veteran. He's a widower and a bereaved dad. So we have a lot in common. So anyway, so we started dating and uh, we still are. We're, we're doing very well. We're just dealing with distance Four hours right away. now. <laughs> have you met him in person yet? Yes. Oh, yes. Multiple times. <laughs> oh, great. Yeah, yeah. No, I wouldn't have. Yeah, yeah. Back, back in, I think, at first, I think he got COVID, then I got COVID, but right after that. So we went, you know, we, we did the, we did the FaceTime thing for about a month or so. And then we spent, yeah, then we met in person and ended up spending a couple of weekends together. And, and then, yeah, then it's just dealing with the distance, right? Because it's yeah. a struggle until we kind of both sort out what it is that we're doing. <laughs> uh -huh. All right. Well, Frank and I, um, let, I was decided I would write a book on dating, if, widows dating, because, you know, I like to write and I try to figure out my life and it's lonely and you do yeah. want to be with somebody. It's really lonely. And uh, so I decided to go online. And Frank was the second person I met online and I oh, wow. met him in person right away. Yeah. Lucky so, you. you know. Lucky you. Know. Going because I, I, one frog to find a prince. Lucky me. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, so we have a great relationship and uh, we, uh, I have a lot of uh, good things to say about online dating, but I think, you know, you bring up such I important I think you point. bring a real reality that most people are not as fortunate as, as Gloria being able to do it so quickly, finding someone, but it, it is, uh, you have to be a really good consumer. You've got to really be careful and check people out. And I know, you know, like you said, once you're really involved with someone and you really like them, you don't want to necessarily get any bad news. But bad news is really helpful and it can save you a lot. Yes. Um, I mean, you really do. You're really you're so hopeful, right, for finding sure. that, that love. Well, and it's not so nice to be with somebody. I mean, right away, you're talking to somebody, you're not feeling that loneliness, you have hope. Thank you so much for being on the show and talking about this. It's really important. Yes, I think your information is very helpful for people that we're targeting your book for, because I think your experience is real and uh, it's really, really uh, helpful. So thank you so much. And oh, the other thing I love about Barbara me. is that you pursued it. Yes. And then you stayed in there. Tell us well, where, thank you. where we can find you. All right. So it's, yeah, uh, my website is abutterfliesjourney.org. And that's possessive, not plural. So it's F-L-Y-S. We do three main things. And um, there's a free resource center, not as big as Open to Hopes, but it's a free resource center. There is, um, I do, I'm, a, I'm an advanced certified grief recovery method specialist, which is the only um, evidence-based methodology in the world for grief. And it's been used 40 years on six continents. And then I do Faces of Resilience photo shoots, which is all about open expression of grief, loss, and love. And so aboutafliesjourney.org and facesofresilience.org or the photo the gallery is in either place. But it, yeah, people, it's hard for them to express about their grief, right? And not encouraged in our culture. So we, we urge them to, to say something meaningful to them. And then I write it on their skin with a washable marker. And we take their photo, professionally edit it, and send it to them. And... Um, and it's just, it's very cathartic for them to do it. And then it's a catalyst for them to talk about their grief when they get the photo with their photo, with their friends and relatives. Yep. So, fabulous. Good. Well, Did thank you, you again for being on and I'll see you soon. I hope. Thank you. Thanks for having me on. Have a good day. Bye. Thanks everybody for joining us on the show today. And Frank and I, and all of Open to Hope want to say to you, if you've lost hope, please lean on ours until you find your own and God bless. I'm Dr. Heidi Horsley. You have been listening to Open to Hope, the podcast. You can follow Open to Hope on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. To learn more, visit us at opentohope.com and go to Apple Podcasts to subscribe. I'm Dr. Gloria Horsley. Join us again next week for another Open to Hope conversation, where we invite you to lean on our hope until you find your own.